When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to DM to GM, the podcast where we help you get your game started and we answer your questions. I am your GM, Sean Howard from The End of Time and Other Bothers. And I'm your DM, Russ Moore from Dungeons and Dragons. And we get together, have a lot of fun, drink way too much coffee, and we answer your questions. So what do we got today, Russ? Today we got an email from Michelle who asks a very interesting question. The question is, aside from being racist, homophobic, or misogynist, is there anything that is a don't go there in RPGs? Like something that never works in an RPG? Well, Michelle, who I know... Uh, and is looking, oh, so some context. Michelle is looking to start games uh, with a library system. Uh, work, she's, Michelle is a librarian and is looking to get games started with new players. And uh, so Michelle has already eliminated <laughs> three big ones. Yeah. What are some things that um, when we go and think back, um, games we've been in and games we've run that maybe didn't work? So I can start because. Yeah. I've been in a game where something happened that actually led to me leaving the game. Oh, okay. So uh, I was in a game where I was having a lot of fun. There was a, a decent amount of agency to the players. And for whatever reason, I, it, that changed. Right. And it was like the GM wasn't listening half the time to what was being said around the table. And... We, we started to have to repeat, well, no, 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 my character said they were going over here or my character wanted to go do that. And then it got to the point where my character would start to make some statements like, you know, I don't know about X anymore. Basically more of an emotional statement, like, you know, like they're pouting right? Um, because of what's been happening in the story. And they would actually correct me and start to tell me what my character, they're like, no, 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 your character knows why. Oh. And so that can happen sometimes in a game where, you know, as a GM, you're like, well, well, no, you uh, we remember seeing the note I sent you, you know, or whatever. But it started to be like they weren't listening and then they were correcting my choices. Right. And I don't think that was their intent by any means, but that that can lead to for me. It leads to disengaging. Yeah. Well, it because so it takes I'm a, not engaged. It takes away your. It, well, as you said, it takes away your agency within the game and it feels like there's one person playing the game and you're all just kind of watching it at this point. Yeah. So that's something to watch for at your table. And it's hard sometimes as a new DM GM. You've got a lot going on. You're having to look up things maybe, even though you don't have to do that. We talked about that. But you're worrying about dice and rolls and your notes and you got a lot of things going yeah. on. And uh, so it's okay to sometimes not be listening. But 
just because we can't multitask yeah. as much as we think we can. But but something to watch for is watch for engagement at your table. Yes. If you have a player that's not engaging, you 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 should know that. And and we've talked about this before, but that's I think talking about the idea of watching for it, that's probably the most important thing as a DM or GM. And if you start to see two, then three, then four, then the entire table not engaging, you got to catch that before that happens, or it's over. Yeah, yeah. The t- the table will break apart, and it, you know one of the one of the easy signs, especially in today's day and age, is the phone scroll. Yeah, like if somebody does something within uh, initiative order or within a scene, and then immediately head down in their lap looking at their phone. Yeah, they're they're not paying attention, and they're not there um, anymore. 100%. Um, and that that's a, it's if you notice it. When it starts, it's an easy turnaround to re-engage that person and say, okay, well, there's something I'm doing that isn't bringing them into the game. Um, and you can try and re-invite, you know, re-invite them back to the table and say, oops, sorry, let's, let's try something different. But and, and that can be a conversation. Yeah. Just set up a chat. Be like, hey, you don't have to call out the behavior. No. Don't do that. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I feel like I'm... I'm I'm not I'm not making this game as fun as I could be. I've sort of forgotten what's important to your character. Yeah. Your player. Like Put it can you just them. help talk to me about that? Yeah. Right? Like like what 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 really excites you about this campaign or world and and I want to make sure I'm bringing that. Like what, you know, like even call back. Like I remember when we started, you were so excited about why and then I think I made a mistake and killed off that thing. Um, and just have a conversation so you can figure out what's fun for them. And they may tell you, like, I'm, I just like battle and there's no battles anymore. Great to know. That's an easy pullback in, right? Like, yeah. you know, immediately in the next one, you can start off with an epic battle that you've stumbled into. And now that player is yes. back, right? Like, Please, we've talked about this before. Another thing that is a mistake. Sorry, I'm ranting now. Go I did, for it. It's funny. When we got this question, Russ and I were both discovering that we're like, well, they've covered it at off. the start of this, <laughs> we're like, I don't. Yeah, the three things have been named. What else is there? Now, so much is popping into my head. <laughs> we talked about this before, but don't feel like you have to connect all the dots and and move everything along like like, like real life. in order. Yeah. Yeah, you like you don't you're like, okay, so next session you're like I need to work in battle, but we we were in a cafe having endless conversations. So now I've got to bring in someone to go, "Oh no, something's happening." But then there's, you know, just jump time. Think of a movie, right? Like uh, a series movie, like you, you think of every episode or oh, TV shows better, right? You finish an episode, it's contained, it's over. You don't have to start your next episode at the where the last one left off. Oftentimes it seems like weeks have passed, right? Like, yeah, throw them into something. Don't be afraid of that. Players at first, they'll be like, what's happening? What? And they might be like alarmed. They're like, wait, no, I'm not ready. What? But. It's fun. It's exciting to suddenly find your characters in a situation. Don't be afraid of flashbacks to explain how they got there. That can be a lot of fun, right? Like start them in this epic battle and they don't know what's going on. And, and you're just like, you're like, you're, you're in the middle of the battle and the goblins horde that, you know, is attacking and they're on all sides and, you know, just go for it and then roll it back, right? To if, if your table likes role playing, roll it back to, and now a day earlier when you met the goblin child for the first time and and then just have fun figuring out how they got into this disaster situation maybe they stole the ball from the child um and now they're in an epic goblin yeah, having, having that quentin tarantino throwback right like you start at the end of the movie <laughs> and then now you have to work your way to figure out how it happened i i do that a lot 
uh, because it's it's fun. Super fun. Yeah. No, totally. Don't. Yeah. Don't feel like there's a, has to be a continuous narrative from start to finish with every session. Um, jump to the fun parts and then fill in the gaps as you go. And what about you? If can you think of any games where you were like, man, that just wasn't fun or that. I mean, I've been trying to think of like a, a specific instance, and I don't know if I don't know if I have one. Um, uh, but I know that some hard don't go there's are unnecessary violence or torture at a table. Yeah, and I mean, I've played, I've run sessions that have had that. However, I've talked to the table beforehand and said, in this session, there is going to be this. Um, and that's where a lot of safety mechanics can come into a game. It's a good point. Uh, it, 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 with the with, X card, yeah, or, the X card, red, yeah. red, yellow, green light. There's a few of them, and again, we've linked them in the past, but I'll link them again because they are valuable mechanics for these sorts of things. I mean, as we hope that there's no racist, homophobia, or misogyny in any of your games or in anybody's games because there's just there's just no place for it no value there's no, there's need. no need no valuable need for any of that um but sometimes with with so many people at a table um and so many different minds going you find yourselves in one of these situations you don't necessarily know how you got there but you find yourself there and having these safety mechanics at the table and establishing them before the game starts every time and say we have the x card if something for whatever reason, you just have to touch it or lift it, and the scene ends, we cut somewhere else. Right. Because then that creates safety at the table. And then, you not that you don't have to worry about all these don't-go-theres, but the whole table is then collectively figuring them out with you. Um, because you don't yeah. know, like, I don't know all of the things that might make Sean disconnect or scared or or just uncomfortable at the table um because i'm often not aware of all of them like consciously maybe right so i might not be aware of all the triggers that are going to trigger me right so like i know i am upfront about some of my things and i i love it when gms ask me at the beginning like hey do you have any things that are just difficult for you in a story right and so i can be like i'm really empathic towards animals and i hate that animals are treated as always as monsters with no agency and so i can i can be very upfront when i'm asked um but there's other like russ said there are things that will happen at a table where suddenly i'll be like i'm uncomfortable and i didn't i didn't know this would make no or expect it right you know because of past life experiences or something that's just there's triggers for people yeah um and and like sean said you don't know until you're in it and then if there's not that mechanic to get out of it it makes it very hard to get through it for that person, but then also want to come back if it's, if it's gone so far that they're like, well, I couldn't get out of this and we played through it. And now I'm just, I can't look at the table anymore the same way. But if you have those mechanics, then it's easy to say, well, pull the ripcord, get out and move on. And then you can, if you need to, you can talk about it with your GM or DM later, or it can just be left. It can just be something that if Sean lifted an X card on something that I was doing, I would make a note of that scene and look back at it later and be like, okay, well, what did we do in that scene? Oh, there was, there was violence or I said something um, derogatory or, or, you know, however it played out, I would know to not do that at that table with Sean anymore and hopefully take that under consideration. Yeah. I think that's a really great point to bring that up. I think not having a mechanism in place or, and not having the conversation 
is often the most important part. I don't think it matters which mechanism you use, but having a few conversations on a new table every session initially really helps set a comfort um, of, hey, if something does happen, there's there's a way for me to flag it and get out without any questions asked. Yeah. I think that's everything I can think of. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it was a great question. Um, as always, uh, it's hard when we discuss these issues because sometimes it can make it sound like bigger and more difficult. Um, I, I just want to always frame this back. This is trying to create a fun little thing that can happen in a, in a period of time with a group of people. And, and there's a lot of work for a DMGM to do, but it still can be super fun and it should be super fun. Yeah. And, and all of these, all these subjects that we talk about, I mean, they're things that creep into real life. So it makes sense that sometimes they creep into our games as well. But yeah, having yeah. those safety mechanisms and having those conversations with your table about what you can and can't do helps frame the story going forward and helps guide it after something happens. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I would have thought child murder was off the table at end of time and other bothers, but turns out no. Hey, it's in dungeons no. too. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just need to stop uh, making them creepy creatures. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, like, what's the what's the Doctor Who the kid in the mask? Oh, mommy. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, I yeah, that one. Anyways, does he say mommy? I think he says mommy. I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just had someone message us to say, I love that episode where you made that little creepy child and everybody wanted to kill them. <laughs> so, oh, geez. Ah. Oh, geez. Oh, we got a lot of good comments on our child murder oh, episode, too. Yeah, they're oh, well. good fun times. Anyways. Yeah, okay. If you've got more questions um, about us or our poor choices, please send them to us at dm2gmcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also join us in our Discord, where many people ask questions and then also get them answered quicker than we can by the people in the Discord. Um, so thank you. We love all of you in the Discord so thank much. Thank you very thank much you. to the community in there for helping each other out and growing and building uh, better games and more fun and comfortable games at the table. Uh, uh, but until next time, get your game started. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. Name? Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know what your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh. Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f*** is an umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there, we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll gird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.